good afternoon, whatever time it is you listen to this podcast. What's up? It's John. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Windows and Mirrors podcast. Um, and I just wanted to give you a quick update on how we're going to do the Psalms um, through the rest of the year. So today um, you're going to hear Psalm 73, uh, but it's from the archives. It's one that uh, me and Keith did a few months ago as we were going through the Psalms uh, for the podcast last year. And I just want to explain to you a little bit while we're bringing up some of the archives and what we're going to do uh, for the next step. So over the course of the past um, yeah, 15 months now, uh, close to six days a week, me and Keith have been recording the podcast and it has been an absolute joy. Uh, but in us sitting down and preparing for next year, we're realizing that if we're going to do next year the way that we want it, that we've got to take some time and hibernate and really plan and prepare and do all of that. So we may have been a little ambitious in thinking that we could continue to do a psalm per day, recording it fresh and uh, bring y'all something quality at the top of next year. So we're going to go into hibernation for a bit. One, to prepare for uh, the podcast for next year. And two, because Keith and I are both uh, really uh, academically underwater right now. So uh, as I may have shared with y'all, um, I've started another doctoral program, and so I am right knee-deep in the work right now, and Keith is in the process of finishing up his degree and applying for a uh, doctoral program. So we tell y'all that, one, y'all can keep us in prayer, and two, so that you would know um, yeah, how our weeks are being spent and just uh, how taxing things are now. So being able to finish up the Psalms through the archives, uh, it'll still provide y'all with the ability to be able to work through those each day, and it'll give us the breathing room that we need um, in order to really buckle down on our schoolwork as well as prepare uh, for next year. Um, and three, there's a third reason too. Uh, we really wanted to focus uh, on our patrons. I think we made a promise to them when they signed up to help support the podcast and frankly, we haven't fulfilled that promise. So if you're on our Patreon, we want to say, sorry, we got something special cooked up for you. As the archives are being played out, uh, we'll have special bi-weekly uh, uh, brand new podcasts that are reserved for y'all on the channel, um, as well as picking up those Zoom hangouts and shout outs and all that. So once again, y'all, thank you for the incredible incredible support. We love y'all. Um, and we'll keep y'all posted on January 2022 and what things are, are going to look like there. All right. Um, let's get into Psalm 73. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right so psalm 73 psalm 73 all right here here we yeah. go when we created the calendar if you subscribed um to the joint i messed up in the creation of it so i overlapped some days so yeah today uh we're only doing one chapter psalm 73 and i think yeah it's a good one in the providence of god i'm glad that i messed up so that we really get some time to spend here yeah. and then we'll pick back up tomorrow psalm 74 to 77 and then 
I don't think there's any other mess ups throughout the rest of the time, but if there is, we'll just do something like this. Yeah, make up for it. Yeah. Right. So Psalm 73 opens up and it's, you know, the first psalm of book three. So the yep. Psalms is broken up into five books. And the first three Psalms are kind of talking, I mean, the first three uh, books of the Psalms are talking about how do we live in the midst of hope of a coming king, right? And right. so uh, we're looking for this king to come and save us and fulfill uh, all the promises of God. So he opens up this way. He says, yo, God is indeed good to Israel, to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My steps nearly went astray for I envied the arrogant. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have an easy time until they die and their bodies are well fed. It's so funny, bro. Uh, in like the original language, he's literally like, Man, they literally have fat bellies <laughs> from eating so good, dog. He's like, man, God, I'm I'm out here starving, running for my starving. life, working, and now I look at all these people that are doing all types of foolishness, and it seems like their life is easy. Like we all, like you know that feeling to yes, be to to work so hard to do everything right and feel like life is so hard and things are not going your way. Mm. And then to look around at people, right, that don't even care about God just- At all, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yo, I could think of, man, for us, um, yeah, me and Chandra, um, uh, we've yeah struggled with unexplained infertility for years. And anybody that knows this knows yeah. This story. And early on, bro, it's so hard because it's like, here we are, you know, trying to do the right thing. Didn't have sex before marriage. Tried to stay pure. Got married. Did yeah. things the right way. And we wanted something good from God and mm. didn't get it. But then, man, we look around and it seemed like, yo, people are just having kids left and right. They're not even yeah. trying. They mm. Folks ain't married. It's all of this stuff. And you just look and say... Yo, I mean, you come to the conclusion that he did in verse 13. Like, yo, have I did all this stuff in vain? Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, he picks up, man, in verse 6. And he's like, therefore, pride is their necklace. Right? Yeah. He says, you know, and violence covers them like a garment. So, it's not just that they disobey you, guy, and they're getting rewarded. They flaunt it, right? They're they, arrogant. Yeah. They're arrogant. They flaunt it pridefully. They esteem it as virtue. They celebrate these things and they wear it as a status symbol. Yeah. But one of the things I love is that he's like, basically, man, he's bringing, bringing his frustrations to God in the context of worshiping him. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Right. But but we what we do is we take our frustrations out with God to yeah to nobody. Like we don't even we don't take it to God. We don't worship Him. We don't have the dialogue. Right. We have the doubts, but we don't have the dialogue. I think you said that before. Yeah. And that's where yeah problems started coming, man. Yeah. Yo. Um. I think it was Tremper Longman that said this, but uh, he had this book Cry of the Soul where he goes through the Psalms, and one of the things that he brings up is this: um, every emotion is a theological statement, right? Mm. So it's not, so when we're saying like, man, life is hard. I can't believe life is this way. I can't believe life did this. What he's saying is, no, no, no. What you're really saying is, man, I can't believe 
God did this, right? Yeah. God, why would you let that, right? So those of us that know that God is in control of the world, that when we think about these theological, or when we think about these emotions that we feel, if we substitute God for life, then we realize that we don't have to just let our emotions float aimlessly mm-hmm. and control us absolutely, yeah. but we get a chance to direct, right, um, our frustrations to God. And the the question that, man, really just stirred up in me as I read this is, yo, John, where do you go for answers to your most troubling emotions, right? Mm. And this is what he does. He's like, God, it doesn't make any sense. But here's what I love, man. He brings it to God. Mm-hmm. So he's like, God, this doesn't make any sense. And that's not an indictment or a statement. It's a question, right? Yeah. God, this doesn't make any sense. Right. Help me make sense of this. Yeah. 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 And man, verse 17, everything changes, bro. And he says, right. Until I entered God's sanctuary, mm. then I understood their destiny. Right. And that was just like powerful to me, bro. It was like yeah. how all of a sudden, and many people speculate about this verse. Did he go in a sanctuary and see sacrifices? Like what did he see? Right. But regardless, he was in the presence of God. He, he, right. he came into the Lord's presence. And verse 28 seems to add to this where it says, but as for me, God's presence is my good. Right. Mm. I've made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. Regardless of our situation, our nearness to the Lord. Yeah. Always. Oh, that's good. Always, always, always flips our perspective right side up. Right. right. Always deep fellowship and intimacy and nearness with God is the way through. Right. This is yeah. this is the way to make sense of what you see, right? Yeah. In your life and in the world, man. Yeah. Yo, uh, so this kind of feels like um, if you go to a movie set, right, and they have like your know, mountain range or all of these rocks, oh, yeah, it yeah. looks stable, it looks secure until you run up on it and you see, oh, it's really paper mache. It's not as heavy and firm as it looks, right? Mm-hmm. So if you judge it, right, if you judge your ability to bust through it or sit on it by what you see on the outside, um, you're not going to get a true picture of what it is. And that's what he says. He's like, yo, man, when I stopped judging God's goodness by the things that I saw in the present, um, and I started to judge God's goodness in light of eternity, mm, that's then good, I yeah. realized that, yo, what I feel like I don't have right now, I have so much more of. And what I feel like they have right now, they really don't have that yeah yeah it was c.s lewis and gk chesterson uh yeah that said uh he who has god and everything has nothing more than he who has god alone right yeah and so i love the solution to the envy that he faced was uh in realizing what he really had in god right envy Mm -hmm. um only has power over us mm-hmm. when what our hearts want most deeply can be outdone, right? So right now it's like, you know, I upgraded to the latest iPhone. You know, I got an iPhone 12 Pro and I don't okay. envy nobody's, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't envy 
nobody's phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's until next year when they come out with a new one, right? <laughs> when mine year. is outdone, then there's something else that I want. And yeah. so if what we set our hearts on can be outdone or made obsolete, then envy always has power over us. But if what we want our hearts on is God, right? God can't be outdone, improved upon, right? There's not a 2022 model that's going to come out. He's stable. He's secure. And that's what he says here, Dan. Yo, who have I in in heaven but you Mm. uh, and on earth, right? There's nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, Mm. but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God can't be outdone. And when our hearts are set completely on him, uh, envy is evicted. Yeah. I love that part about the eternal, bro, because he's basically like, man, they can have fun while it lasts, bro. While it lasts. It's all short-lived. It's all going to wither away sooner, like sooner, sooner, sooner than you (laughs) think. Right. And their hourglass is running thin. Like, yeah. Man, and then words of my man Drake, man, they can laugh now. But they gonna they're gonna <laughs> cry. cry later if they're not right. Yeah. If they don't have their hope in the one true God, man. Oh man, I love it. Yeah. Right, let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to set our hope completely on you. Would you remind us that uh, we have no reason to uh envy what we see in anybody else's life? externally father because we are reminded that eternally we have you uh, completely and fully lord help us to live in that truth today it's in jesus name we pray amen